Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Potty Magic. I'm super excited to have the, uh, the guest I've got in today. He played 243 games for the Perth Wildcats in the NBL. He's a four-time championship player. Uh, and since retiring, you've started a, a fantastic mental health, uh, men's mental health charity uh, called A Stitch in Time, which you go into a little bit later on. Uh, and... Absolute rip and bloke. Thank you very much, Greg Hyde, for joining me. Oh, more so thank you for your persistence. I mean, I feel like you've been uh, trying to track me down. You're a slippery man, eh? You're a slippery man to get a hold of. I literally had a message, so my wife controls my social media channels, like, because sometimes she'll put up posts, and she goes, on the way home last night, goes, who is Body Magic? I was like, who, you should know. (laughs) Body Magic. Come on, mate. Yeah, I know, but then she goes... Please let him know you will be there tomorrow. He's about to have a heart attack. So <laughs> I was going. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure because I've had that. I've had it no, set up. And no, no, it's good. You're a busy, busy man. man. I apologize. You're you're you. a busy man. But thank you very much for coming down. So just to like, get some you know metaphorical layups in, just to get us going. <laughs> okay. um, just a quick game of is this true or not true? Right. Okay. Uh, is it true that you're actually an imposter and your name is not even Craig? <laughs> that is true. What's uh, your name? Real name's Gershle Hire. So. <laughs> Hungarian uh, <laughs> heritage, obviously, as a young kid. Um, one, it wasn't the easiest to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. English language isn't even something I specialise in now. Like I struggle, <laughs> um, so you can imagine me as a, as a young whippersnapper. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, kids are ruthless. So um, whenever roll call would come up and that name would come through, I'd just be like, "It's great." Oh, so, that's Greg. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Greg. Yeah, yeah. is. The proper pronunciation, but yeah, you can't go more basic as Greg Hyatt. Yeah, one syllable. Yeah, um, nice. That's much. <laughs> you've gone much easier, Greg <laughs> exactly Hyatt. You can't right. fuck that up. Exactly that is much right. easier. That one. I like that. Well, um, people always get my name wrong. It's always Gerard or Gerard, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Magda as well. Trying to do that when you're in a nightclub <laughs> yeah. talking to someone. Yeah, Gerard. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Body magic. That'll yeah, be there. Yeah. Uh, is it true uh, that you actually lost one of your fingers? You slammed I do. it in a door. <laughs> I, I do. saw it just before. I didn't. I didn't know yeah. this. I didn't know that. And I've just seen it when you went up before, and I went, "Oh my god, it's true!" Yeah. So got, <laughs> show, um, the, show the yeah, camera. Yeah, nine and a half digits. Wow. Um, yeah. So, oh, mate, had a had a really um, bad bad string of luck for for a while there. I was in um, America on a collegiate scholarship, basketball yep. scholarship, and. I had laryngitis, so I couldn't speak. Um, I had it, yeah, it was what if I was in Montana, like in the middle of, yeah, uh, nowhere. And so anyway, as most uh, game, it was a game day routine. I always have a shower before a game, wake up, do whatever. Yep. I had my roommate with me. Anyway, um, I had my finger in the hinges of the door, like, um, yeah. And anyway, 
he slammed the door. Like he got oh. out of the shower and slammed it. So it was like three oh. quarters off. It was disgusting. Oh. And so anyway, I couldn't, um, obviously with laryngitis, I couldn't speak. Like I had no. Um, so you're there just like, in noise. pain and just yeah. going. Oh. Yeah. And he's just like looking at me. And then, and then anyway, so I went to hospital and as I was, there was nowhere there. So like literally surgery, they stitched it up. It was like, yeah, it was an exercise and a half. Anyway, six weeks later, um, recovery process. And they sort of were like, this will hopefully your finger will be intact. Anyway, I was messing around with uh, with my mates, having a few beers, and um, anyway, was I was joking around. I think I might have shot someone with a beer. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and as I was running out the door, they slammed the door uh. to say like, "You can't get out." And anyway, my finger was in the oh, in the actual hinge of the door. Yeah, it was like one of the fire doors. It's in, it's in oh, college, so like a proper and hard one. So. I knew straight away, I was like, yeah, my finger isn't, like, look down, <laughs> bone was out. I'm like, oh, it's... Um, so did bone actually come off the top yeah, of it? Yeah, 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 completely. Oh, and so God. finger was off and, uh, like, it went left. So I had went straight to operation. Um, like, they were like, your finger's done. Came back at, like, 7 Have in it, the you morning. Have it, get it in a little bag and everything? Mate, I came ice, back um, 7 in the morning the next day from, from surgery. It wasn't and like still walking, in the door, was it? Uh, <laughs> one of my teammates had left my finger on my like table, uh. and I was obviously drugged up to the nines, and so I was just like, "Really?" And um, yeah, so it's and, actually like this, like a scene off the second Hangover, oh, where the fingers just laying correct. in the thing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's yeah. exactly but what happened. Because I was there, it was this um, mutated finger. Like when I came oh. back, it was like an alien, and it was such an awkward thing. Like people were like, "What is wrong?" It was like, starting it was, to it was grow a new Greg on Mate, the back of it. It was disgusting, and. Um, like because I even when um I had the surgery I was doing recruiting visits and so my rehab you had to all it, it was just woeful and anyway one um yeah I played for a season or something and I um one preseason session like I was like my finger is um really really like agitated like red it was pussy like it was disgusting yeah 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 I can imagine hopefully no one's having breakfast and um <laughs> so anyway I was like anyway like there was a bunch of things and. I left it and um, then like one game or like something, I went home and I was pressing on it and um, like there was literally like, yeah, like it was oozing Ugh. and um, little bone fragments were coming in. Oh my God. And so I went straight to a doctor and um, they were like, you need to go to emergency, <laughs> um, like the emergency ward. And I'm like, why? And they're like, you need to go now. And they then sent me back and they're like, you need to get a bone scan your whole bones could be infected. And I'm like, what oh does that God. mean? They're like, you could lose your hand. So here's me thinking, <laughs> I literally had just done a shooting session of the Perf Wildcats to sign my biggest contract. And I'm like, yeah. what is going to go on? Now I'm going to go, I'm going to have I'm one gonna, hand at the I'm end of this. I'm going to be playing wheelchair basketball. <laughs> um, oh you know, like, I'm going to be doing that. And so, was free. And then I went back to the hospital. Oh, like, no, no, nah, it's the all panic good. I could imagine. Oh, mate, they were like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good. Um, and I'm like, hold on, someone just told me I'm going to lose my hand and you're saying it's fine. And my wife works at, at the hospital. And so we we were in there and she sort of commented about this. And, and the doctor's like, excuse me, what was all said? And then next thing you know, 30 minutes later, they're like, you're in surgery. And oh, so went in, they amputated it. Lower, fix it all up. Actually, it was a blessing to Sky. So, so, how, so how much the, the tip? So at obviously, that, it was bigger than that. Yeah, then. at that time, it was still. Well, I like, guess yeah, that's your yeah, biggest finger, that, middle the, finger. Yeah, the normal <laughs> finger. And um, yeah, so um, 
it ended up being good. I was in hospital for a week, got it all cleaned up, and and it was fine, and wasn't and actually missed all all the preseason as as we all know preseason oh the worst time. Oh, so I don't fine. don't oh, worry yeah, about yeah. it. And so I was like just very dramatic up. just yeah, to, to, like, to lop the finger off. Yeah, yeah. so sweet. Uh, missed that. It was good, but. Nah, nuts. And so every time, like, I'd obviously do a lot of keynotes or speaking or at schools. And so obviously use my my hands quite a bit or whatever. And I always, like, see, like, someone look. And they're like, they, yeah, they're like, I don't think he's got all of his digits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's funny. And, and when my kids – it's funny because kids, uh, my two beautiful children, they – play around of doors and if I hear one slam oh, just, I freak yeah, out yeah Vietnam flashbacks you're mate going, absolutely little um, probably PTSD yes, like that's correct. what it would be and so I literally just like go kids like, you and I are playing around of doors this see is this? what happens you yeah. see this and they, do you want to be like that know that and so they're like <laughs> they hear it and they look at me too now they know and they're like yeah, yeah they're closing doors like this mate, now like, you know, it's yeah. the most quiet absolutely. door closing at the uh, at the higher household yeah, so it was a fact a long story but yeah there you go. I love that oh, that's a good one uh, and is it uh uh, true that uh, you're not even the best basketballer in your household? No, no, I've heard that Ainsley's not bad. No, 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 no. Um, Ainsley, Ainsley was solid, uh, but definitely like still got her. Yep. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah, no, no, no. She, um, her, her claim to fame is she actually got an MVP. Uh, night she shut down Liz Cambage. Oh, um, nice. She, she played professional basketball. You talk about times she got paid like a hundred bucks a season. So they could claim it on tax, like a bit of a joke. <laughs> um, and yeah, like there's obviously been growth. But no, nah, she, she's not too bad. Um, but yeah, definitely not better than me. No, no. Oh, and so, so the one-on-ones in the driveway, you're still taking yeah, those. Yeah. So. I'm, uh, I'm gracious on most things in life and I'm more than happy to defer and give her a lot of credits. But I mean, I, I was pretty successful. You've got her coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at that. And uh, is it true that you crashed the Boomers van on your first trip oh, with the Boomers? God. I heard there's Where something here. I don't, I don't know this, the story behind it, but I've just heard that you've crashed the van. I did. So um, I after yeah, I had a like a really good season and uh, went to Bali, um, came back, um, and I was sitting in a cinema, um, and so obviously. Um, smash a few strawberry dakiris oh, yeah. um, and majidos and all these oh, yeah. fun things. All that good bar, ones. Absolutely. And um, get a phone call and it's like uh, one of the Australian coaches or staff saying, hey, look, um, Boomers Camp, is it's on the, the Olympic year. A few, uh, unfortunately, withdrawals. Are you keen on doing the Boomers Camp? And I'm like, oh, like... Of course, but I'm like, God. I, These are tasting too good right worst, now while I'm sitting Worst here. prep in the world. Like, I've just been in Bali. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I've just been smashing a frozen Coke and popcorn. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no dramas. Go into Ainsley. I'm like, yes, look, hey, I'm in. And she's like, wow, okay, that's incredible. I'm like, I'm for the next week, I'm going to be doing double days. Anyway. Um, Could the, you even the, find a basketball court in Bali? No, no, I, I just come back to Perth. Yeah, oh, you yeah, come yeah, back yeah, now. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And so got brought in. It was like Olympic year. So it was such a cool because that was my very first um, one and only Australian selection. But um, like really cool. They're on the eve of, um, you know, um, boomers. Like so it was for them to get selected for the London Olympics. So it was like really funny because yeah. they were treating so it. So that was one of the qualifying s- tournaments. Well, no, it wasn't even. They had uh, the UU ga- UE game. So it was like a. Games against China when there was a lot of a lot more way more different than what it was like there was more commercial yeah but like um bit of like uh whoever was like they obviously had their team made up so you, you had Joe Ingalls and and Paddy or uh, Delhi Ryan Brokoff these guys Aaron Baines um 
So those guys, yeah, like some guys weren't there. They were still getting ready for. They were doing NBA stuff. I remember, like obviously, like Delhi and all these guys, um, Matt Nielsen, and so um, yeah, this um, obviously being one of the one Wildcat guys, like Perth guys, they're like mm. you'll um, initially wasn't going to drive. Like they're, they're fine, but it was incredible because they're like it's a selection. So the way they're speaking to me is like I'm a I'm a potential candidate to be selected. And I'm yep. like. There's no chance. Like, right, it's just more that you know you, you know that you're going in for the, for right, the games yeah, beforehand yeah, and, and, just, and just, just to get I the job the done. And, yeah. and in the future, but I was like, I was never going to get selected. Yep. Um, I've been called up. like, And so it was like funny. And even like it was brutal. Like I was mo- so exhausted and they would, and they would be doing like workload um, you know, in the morning, like stretching and like how do you feel? And, yeah, so say Aaron Baines is like, yeah, um, RPE, you know, I'm – I'm a nine, and um, and then uh, I'm like, I'm twelve, and they'd go, Baines, bangers, you've got a day off, and I'm like, do I? And but nah, nothing. Like I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> like a spaghetti. It's just, keep, yeah, it's got to it keep going. Brutal. But anyway, Jesse Wagstaff gets injured, and so he can't drive the car. So they make me um, the drive driver, the and I'm I hate losing everything, and so competitive, and so. Um, there was three other guys driving, and it, the very first one was like, um, like I was like, oh, I'll just be subtle, you know, like I won't um, take it too serious. And then it became races, and so like obviously I knew shortcuts and gun down, you know, like merge, <laughs> trying to show off the merge boys lanes, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I all had all the young guys with me, and one other. Anyway, we stayed at Crown, um, and so. Uh, and it was like whoever could get out of the car to the very end. And it was like illegal, like, yeah. I would have lost my license in a lot of uh, driving <laughs> scenarios. I think I had Nick with me. Uh, no, no, I don't think I had Nick. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, um, as I re- go into Crown, it was it was massive car park. Uh, sorry, like a log jam in the car park. And I went down a one-way road. Um and so, because there was no one there, oh, and no. I was like, I can make it, I can make it. <laughs> and as I got to the final point, um, a car was coming the other oh, way, no. so I'm like, oh no. oh no, I've lost it, stitched. And then everyone, because they would do that, all the other cars, like the other boomers boys would like stitch you up and put you in a really bad position. Anyway, it became a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine it's Basketball Australia reps and there's like boomer guys and like it's mayhem. Like I've, I've literally stuffed up the whole car park and so I've... Um, in that haste, like, got those guys, and I'm like, guys, I'm going to have to reverse, and I didn't check my rear view camera right back into a taxi. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, first boomers camp, I've crashed a car, like... I'm looking you know, good for the team, yeah. okay? <laughs> so anyway, I, I didn't get selected, and I was like, no, no surprises there, and then that night, I was like, I'll stay the extra night, um, go down for buffet breakfast in the morning, uh, have a little punt um, the night before. Anyway... Like a month later or two months later, I've like haven't been paid for the camp per DM, so I hit up like the Boomers Australia. <laughs> they've guy not, they've and, not charged you yeah, for it. So You're I'm kidding. Like, hey, I'm um, just wondering about payment. They're like, oh mate, the excess in the car was, you know, whatever it was. You're and joking. So, so I've basically <laughs> lost money for the camp. So I loved it, but I was like, mate, I was because I was so pumped. I was like, oh, staying yeah. in a hotel for a week. You get per dam, so you, all food, like that's for food. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. getting like 200 bucks a day. And you're part of the boomers. This is Mate, your first thing you're going. This is yeah, like, you know, the pinnacle of basketball in Australia. Um, and then, yeah. then they send you the bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is gutted. rough. I was gutted. 
poor poor experience from BA in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. That is funny as that's funny as. And then the first time we actually met was at uh, Nick's engagement party. Like we sort of yes. had each other on Insta and that. Yes. And then we uh, we had a bit of a night there. And then um, the most recent time that we've been out and about was at the the Wildcats MVP Bowl, yes. which I actually told this story on the podcast episode before oh, this that. with the car, right? Oh, with mum, yeah. with, with get my mum absolutely blind and and buying the car. <laughs> and the only person that was more excited for mum winning the car than mum was Greg High. <laughs> You were up and about oh, for us that no. night. <laughs> was I on your table when the bidding was happening? Yeah, you were yeah. pretty close yeah. to it. You were going off, yeah. and then we've got the car. You're going, give us the keys, yeah. get in here. Oh, <laughs> the thing was, too, that uh, so I know the guy that like donated the car, and so then like three days later, he hit me up. And he's like, oh, hey, can you come down to the car yard and help give the car? And I was like, mate, I was so sore that night. I don't think they want to see me there. Like, I, yeah, I was more excited, but I don't think they'll share my excitement. Well, like, no, well, uh, I think you gave mum more than what she was asking for. Anyway, there's a photo with you giving her a big kiss on the uh, cheek there it. as well. She loves that. Uh, she would have put up that one in a frame, I reckon. But, yeah, she was pretty it. stoked with that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, we'll go back to uh, right at the start of your basketball journey. Yep. So, um, when you were... First a junior, first playing. Like, were you always pretty good, or was there sort of like a point that it kind of turned, or like you know, when, when did it kick off? No, it's funny, um, ironic. I, I say this, um, and obviously, I'm sure we might touch on it, but yeah, like as a young fella, um, I uh, had to go through like intense occupational therapy. So like, mm. family, um, like uh, East of European background, so basketball sort of like the um, revered sport um, in our ho- household, but. Um, as like a five year old, I remember like going, um, so we were, um, immigrated over here. So were you not born in Australia? I was, but the family immigrated from Romania and Hungary. So, um, we were literally up in Balga. Um, and when, um, I was growing up, I don't like vivid memories, obviously, but I remember like going to like a warehouse in Malaga and cause I couldn't really like walking, like could walk, but not at like a, like a, really successful motion mm-hmm. couldn't run and then i couldn't had no hand-eye coordination so like i remember doing intense occupational therapy which was like just catching a ball and what was what was the actual was there a diagnosis no, as to why that like happened a, it was just like, like a, a late, learning, de- late like, development yeah, learning um developmental difficulty and so um yeah so but i remember like that and, I, and then obviously because um of maybe like an intense sort of phase of that that's where sort of the love of basketball may have sort of grown. Mm. Um, so I and, was, and like you said, there was lots of stuff like with balls and coordination yeah, stuff yeah, and that correct. sort of thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So then it was like I was always just dribbling a basketball. But my brother, um, yeah, he was actually really talented as a young kid, like as, a, as an adolescent or whatever. So being five years different, like if there was any basketball camps, um, like I would just go around um, and I would just be there. Like, um, And obviously, you know, you don't have iPads and, um, you know, whatever. And I wasn't like, like not an avid reader. So, you know, if I'm at Perry Lake Stadium, um, and they're on court one, I'm on court eight, just shooting. Um, you know, if, if my old man and then my brother's gone and doing a one on one workout, I'm on the other court shooting, you know. So my love was like there. Um, my household was pretty unique. Um, like my dad was pretty challenging in those sort of situations. So once I started having a bit of a pedigree of, of having a little bit of talent, it just became intense. So, um, yeah, once you're at that under 12, under 14s, where you sort of are like um, showing some signs of success, um, yeah, was really honing on it, in on it. Um, 
So you had a yeah. So from that thirteen, twelve to to fifteen, obviously was was pretty good. But it was until like sort of sixteen, had a massive growth spurt um, and started yeah, like playing representative basketball and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I look back in, in my own journey and and what it is now and and you know went away for states like I was playing really good basketball at that time at 18 when sort of, you know, what are you going to do, go to college or which I always had the ambitions like Sydney Kings had flown me over for a yep. trial. So I knew at that stage. Um, but, yeah, even from a young age, I always had aspirations of, of playing in the NBA and, and had that. So, um, yeah, had I guess had a little bit of um, an idea that that's what I was going to do for a living. Yeah, for sure. And um, your, your dad being sort of quite involved mm. with, you know, your early development of it, was that uh, – did you obviously still love basketball as much then? Was there a time that was kind of like, you know – because obviously that's a tricky time when you're yeah. starting to develop and get and trying to work out who you are and everything. If somebody's, you know, mm. being the motivation for you to go and do whatever the thing is, sometimes it's a little bit hard for you to get that yourself. Was there was there a bit that sort of like tip for that? No, nah, I mean, um, I, yeah, again, like that was – um, you were forced, like, um, irrespective of I wasn't going to like the game of basketball, my dad was going to make me. So, um, yeah, so that was a – I never lost my love for the game. Um, I think, you know, anything that you're naturally good at and you're, you're going to be just naturally inclined to be passionate about. Course, so, yeah. um, whilst, like, um, yeah, at that age as well, um, yeah, it's not like when you're 30 years old and – you know, you've got the hate on social media or the negativity. Like if you're, you, you know, you can see a young kid when they're actually, like the, the talent levels are so vastly different, right? Like if you're 12 years old and can shoot and dribble, you're on the top 98 percentile of being yeah. good, right? Like yeah. some kids can't even, you know, exactly. run. So, yeah, so basically doing that um, was fine. Um, I didn't have, like for a period of time, my father, uh, my parents separated, he went on, so... That was a bit of a challenge because um, when I was growing up, not having a father figure, a lot of it, um, my dad was always the coach. So you always just had this um, the, that that talk, oh, he's only in the team because of his dad. He's only getting opportunities. And so when that left, everyone sort of grew and it's ma- uh, maturity. Like I ended up, I used to be the tallest and I was like the smallest Um and so you were the was, smallest at some point. Yeah, and so it it was crazy. Like I literally was like, uh, yeah, like I said, like I was a point guard, and so um, moving around, and, and that actually helped me out. Like when I got older, because I was, you know, was um, even at a at a high, um, sorry, at being so level. tall. Yeah. yeah, like when I was younger, my dad would always be like, working your handles, don't just be, you know, the big guy. Cast. Yeah. yeah, and so. Obviously, those gross. I just I matured at a later age, and um, yeah, I remember going away from America and coming back, and I was the shortest in the class. And when I came back from America a month later, I was the tallest. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, well. And then there was this like, well, everyone's like, okay, he's uh, yeah. It's physicality at a at a young age is so funny. You see so many kids that are like they just purely dominate because they're athletically better of course and then well, once- it's, it, there's there's some study that uh, some something I was reading an article it's like kids that are born in the the first half of the year 
in sport are more likely to then go on and play in professional leagues because yep. it's, you know, like you said, six months development oh. or nine months or whatever it might be difference yep. is a huge difference with your coordination, yeah. how tall you are, your ability, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, wild. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's and everybody great. catches up at some point, but it's great. also just about the coaching, the opportunity yeah, that you've been given all the way leading up to that. No, you know? no doubt. But you would just see like someone that's a stud at 14s yeah. and they're like, they're the, they're the next big thing, you know, you'd, like and even admiration, I'll just say like, God, these guys are so good. They're playing up, and then once you're 18, puberty's hit. Everybody know. catches up. Yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah, actually not that good. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. And uh, so you uh, college basketball? Where'd you play college? Yeah, so where do I play? Yeah, yeah. So I was in Montana for two years, um, just in a community college, and then I was in Augusta um, State, which has now changed names. Um, but yeah, in, where, where the Masters held. So. High level Division Two, um, yeah, they're always competing for a national championship. Um, best time of my life. Um, you know, it's funny now. Like professional sports is obviously becoming more and more um, of, I guess, um, a recommended um, pathway. Um, but for me, it was so good just to go in a, a different world. Really, um, get to learn about myself, gain some independence, cooking, cleaning. For sure. um, make mistakes. Yeah, um, it's all that life experience. Mate, that so absolutely. many people don't right. go out and do you nah. know travel or have experiences like yeah, that. Yeah, I know? mean, we both know Reese Vague and and guys like that who you know they're playing pro. But I always just like I was speaking to someone on the phone the other day that asked me. I said, mate, if I anything that I, I would be suggesting, I'd, I'll tell this to my son or daughter. Um, go to Europe for a year. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Hundred like, percent. Yep. Um, get a ba- get it. Max out on your credit card, like you'll deal with that later. Like, just enjoy life. Um, Early on, co- yeah, yeah, college where I was like, I was eating ramen noodles, boiling eggs in a kettle. Um, you know, just like worrying about, yeah, yep. not really worrying. Now I'm worrying about home loans and interest rates. And of course, yeah. Well, that, that's kind of why I didn't quite go for a year, but I went for four months over Europe. Did that? Oh, did the mate. did the the cheapest yeah. backpacking thing you mate, can do absolutely. was bacon, you know, uh, two euro carbonara, fucking everywhere <laughs> yeah, as good as though. And then from college, did you you entered an NBA draft? Hey, no, 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 I didn't do the NBA didn't? draft. No, 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 no. I um, I knew, like it was fun. it's opportunities, and so. It was funny, I had a roommate, Ben Madison, who retired from professional sports last year, I think. But, um, you know, he'd be getting calls from agents left, right and centre. And um, and I would just be like, eh, I'm, I'm clearly not getting any offers. And so when I came back here, um, I, I just didn't even know what the whole process was. And it's funny, when I went away to college, um, after my first year, I came back to work out for the Wildcats. Scott Fisher was the coach at that time. And he was like, mate, I want to offer you a contract. And um, at that time, I was like, so I was going to become a rostered player. It was $14,000. And I was like, nah, no way. Like, um, if I'm getting offered a contract after my very first year of There's playing, surely going to be more coming, yeah. Right, like after mm. four years, you naturally you get better and, and all that. But things change. And so when I got back, Rob Beveridge was then the coach. Um, and so the only trial I had just because of a coach I knew was up in Cairns, Taipan. So they, and it was funny too, like they flew me, flew me out. Well, sorry, they asked if I would be willing to try out. So I'm paying for a tryout, really. I paid my airfare, stayed with the coach. Um, and so anyway, like, yeah, got, yeah, and they offered me a development player spot. And, um, and then at that time though, Rob Beveridge and I was at, 
playing for my local club. Uh, Bevo was involved in there and sort of saw that and was like, nah, look, if you come down to do development player trials and so I was offered a gig there and um, and I was like, well, it's no-brainer. Like, I get to live at home and, you know, my family and my, my now wife, you know. Um, They're all yeah, here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to... Pass that up. Right. And so um, that worked out well and, and then that thing, it was a crazy year. Um Obviously, I refined a lot of things. Um, it's always, I mean, the, the story, and I think it's that sort of Hollywood. I remember Bevo would always be like, oh, you know, because obviously I became successful. Bevo was like, you know, he came in here, it was like overweight. I was like, I wasn't overweight. Yeah. I just wasn't um, what's required from a professional standard. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did. I, I put in the work. Um, there's no doubt. I, I, yeah, and I, I remember it was crazy, like, to that point. My very first year, like, refining everything from a diet standpoint, meeting with the S&C. I remember even like going, if I was on the road trip, like um, I wouldn't have bread rolls like with dinner. Like I was just like meticulous, meticulous in terms of my approach, um, which completely changed to the back end of my career. But um, yeah, it was all about opportunity. I got six grand that year, worked four jobs. And I remember at the end of the year, there was no... That's all it was, six yeah, grand. Six for grand whole, for the oh whole year, which has completely changed um, yeah. now. Um, but that—that's the thing about pro athletes as well. There's such a there's a such a gap between when you're just getting into the world uh, and uh, and then obviously once you've sort of got yourself into a team, that the the money difference is huge, and you're expected to still do all the pro stuff, you know. Oh yeah, my obligations to the club, like I had, I had to do everything. And as I said, like I'd I'd go work and um and in a variety of roles, I was working for wheelchair sports, um, yeah, you know, as a youth worker, like. It was crazy, but I loved it though. And at no, at no point was I like, "Oh, this is too much." Like, because I was like, "Yeah, this is if if this is what's required." This is to, the grind. This is the the path. Yeah, that it is, you and, know? and and sometimes I do like some of the when I you know later on in my career with the Wildcats, there'd be development players. They change that. You know, development players were getting forty thousand and fifty thousand as they would, or even some were getting sixty. And I was like, um, but they, they didn't have that hunger. It's like they had felt like they had already made it, you know, and then. Three years later, they're no longer with the club and not even playing like at a high level. And you're like, well, if you had made them, you know, gave a little bit of a carrot and yeah. said, you know, maybe ten grand, or pay for your university degree, um, maybe they would have had a, a desire. They would have felt like they hadn't made it, like they were. It was a natural progression. So for me, it was good. I mean, I got on the road every time you got on the road and played games. You got a thousand dollars. So. Um, yeah, you know, I look back. It, kept you hungry and kept you coming back yeah, to training and putting awesome. in every session and, Mate, and yeah, getting absolutely. yourself back in the team. But it was awesome, like getting on there as a young kid and, and obviously, um, yeah, like I was, you know, with my energy and, and personality, you know, gravitated towards guys like Damo and, and Brad Robbins, Drew Williamson, these guys. And so it was an absolute blast. But it was, it was nuts. Literally, it's all about opportunity. I remember getting on the road. Matty Knight gets concussed. And so I get to, to play... Uh, we're losing by 40 points. And so, obviously, as a guy that travels, you barely ever get on. Um, and so, because we're down by 40 on the back end of a road trip, um, I get on for like a whole quarter and I end up like grabbing eight boards and a quarter and um, sort of showing that I can play at that level. So many people play really well at training. They just can never be able to um, train the game sense, court. Yeah. yeah. And so, my coach sort of said that. But at the end of the year, there was no spots and I was like, I'm done. Um I'll move on. I was actually doing my cert four in fitness, um, PT. Nice. So I was like, all right, that's what I'll do. And Don't I get any ideas about a fucking garage. <laughs> no, right? no, if, no. if that happens, I'll oh, know it came yeah, from here. Okay? But um, 
remember Damien Martin calling me because there was no roster spots available, and he's like, mate, you know, the SNC coach um, is leaving um, or getting fired. Would you consider being the SNC coach for the Wildcats? And I was like, mate, I'm not even qualified. Like, are you, we're talking a professional. He's like, no, no, but we want you around or, you know, you. Just trying to get you in any. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, but in that say, I was like, never even consider it. And that's just Damo being the dickhead that he is, that he can think that's actually like, um, responsible. But anyway, um, a guy, Stephen, Stephen Way at the time, uh, departed, wasn't happy with the, um, the club and basically opened up a, a spot um, that was going to allow us to, yeah, to go. So it's crazy. Um, you know, you, you just think about that. Like, uh, I could have taken that, that contract spot with Scott Fisher, never been, you know, could have had a career that lasted two years and, and um, we wouldn't be speaking today or, yeah. you know, um, get that spot. Um, Definitely, we've never been a PT, but yeah. you know, like I needed Maddie Nowitt to be concussed. You know, like all these things. It's, it's, it's opportunity, crazy. and then there is also, and you have to put in the work. But then there's such a big element of luck when it comes to professional sport. But but not not luck as in like oh you don't deserve to be. You have to put the work. Oh in, yeah, but absolutely. Some things just have to fall your way sometimes and yeah, make the most correct. of that opportunity that comes yeah, comes to you. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, we'll get into your uh, some more of the Wildcat stuff in just a second. And what year did you start with the Cats? Twenty ten. Yeah, 2010. 2010, yeah, and yeah. development player 2010. They won a championship 2010. No, nah, they won championship 2009. 2009. Not my year. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So oh, just after that. after, yeah, yeah. And obviously such a successful uh, franchise and club, what's what's it like playing for the Perth Wildcats? Um, oh, mate, it's, yeah, it's the, epitomises the, um, the professionalism that I think is required um, to be successful in, in, in all walks of life. I mean, there's obviously traits that um, that I've inherited from my time in the organisation to now what I do now. Um, it was, you know, like it's it's funny, like now even how if a, a new ownership group and, and how things are shifting and sort of um, potentially, and hopefully it's not the case, if Jesse Wagstaff um, maybe moving on, it's sort of that's the last um, guy of that. Of you know, your era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Really bizarre, but um, yeah, I think when I first got in there, it was you know even with college, which is like seen as a professional environment. I remember like never even really getting adequate education. Like it was like oh, I bought myself a George Foreman grill and like would cook sausages and just like rice and you know like there was no help with the, right, with the yeah. other aspects of not just playing basketball, all the other things yeah, that comes absolutely. with actually being and a professional athlete. Correct and. You know, I'd have a massive night and then would have training the next day. And I'd like, because I wanted to sweat it out, I'd go on like an elliptical or whatever, like a, the like machines for like two hours. And then I've got to play for two hours. I'm like, why would I just not sleep? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Or just stuff like that where you, you, you're kids. And so when you come over here, not saying that I'll have a massive night here and, um, and go training, but you just like everything from from diet to strength and conditioning to then to the back end of my career where it's like you know the analytics and then science like you know in terms of workload you know like how much you can train it was um, at another level um, but I think what I loved about Wildcats and I say this all now even in my current uh, occupation over at Waste it's like um, trainings are brutal like, um, like absolutely bloody brutal and 
but I loved it. Like I would be so cooked after a session, like to the point where you know I couldn't breathe. Like during the training session, I'd be in the grandstand and I'd love it. I'd be like, how good was that? Yep. You know, uh, and and you had just been working hard. Like it wasn't to win a game, and you'd look across, um, and yet there'd be guys like that. And then five minutes, everyone's shooting. You know, and that just like that. Um, you know, it's funny, anyone that came in here, I remember speaking to Mitch Norton or Nick Kay, it was like, yep, yeah, obviously from a leadership standpoint and, and me and Jesse and, and Damo would, you know, you'd be vocal in terms of, you know, what what's required to achieve success um, or what's expected to be a Wildcat player, but your actions, you know, like um, you couldn't help, like if you weren't training at that intensity, you just got done. Um, and so I just love that environment. Like that's where you're... You're consistently challenging yourself. Um, yeah, you can get found out really, really easily. I was going to say, um, like, you were you were there for such a long period of time yeah. and for, you know, maybe someone that doesn't maybe follow the NBL mm. so, um, you know, so closely. The NBL teams, they change so much yeah. year to year. Yeah. So to be at the one club for as long as you did and, you know, be such a, a, a great player for them for that long sort of, I guess, says, and the, the other group of players that you also had with you with Jesse and... Um, Damo and everyone that sort of stayed around that core group just sort of shows that they're the ones that stuck around. They're the ones that, you know, obviously you, you've, you've got that same work rate uh, and uh, mindset and everything to sort of go to work with. Yeah, oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah, it's funny you hear the Eagles when they won it. I know you're not a fan of them, but like, you know, <laughs> flags and, and premierships and family. Like, yeah, I mean, these now, like Jesse lives in my suburb, Damo lives in my suburb, Um you know, we got to do, you know, like go to Bali and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Now you've got kids. It's like, um, yeah, it's crazy. And that is because there is so much shift. Like, I mean, being offered contracts in other teams and going, oh, I could have a bigger role here. But for me, the club, um, yeah, even the fans and that, what I, you know, wanted to transpire after I got done with playing with basketball, which is perfect. Um, but I love that environment of being, um, yeah, accountability. Um, that was that was pretty special. And what other clubs offered you uh, contracts? Yeah, at had point? A, uh, Illawarra was like the biggest one. Bevo had obviously um, moved. That's when over. he just just yeah, took so up he, that role. He left, and then uh, he was looking for a role, and he literally flew in here and um, yeah, asked me. He's like, um, yeah, got a coffee and was like, look, I'm I'm offering you here um, this contract, three year deal. Um, I just leveraged it to say the Wildcats like I was never really going to leave <laughs> so I was like you know, give me an extra 10% yeah, exactly. chuck, like, chuck out this, um, uh, this price a little bit but I mean I have an absolute um, tremendous amount of respect for him so you obviously do consider and go well where, where are we going but um, yeah like in terms of that and the reason why you, you play yep absolutely financially driven but for me it's like some of that money isn't going to be life changing, you know, in that instance, right? Like it's not like it's uh, the NBA where someone might offer you six million and then another place is four point four. Like we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, I and to pick up your whole right. life Absolutely. and move for that Absolutely. amount of money Absolutely. change is not yeah. really worthwhile. Correct. Yeah. And I was like, you know, um, my role, yeah, may have been significantly bigger there. Well, it would have been. I would have been a starter that year. Um, 
But again, it's ultimately to try and win a championship, which the Wildcats were in the best position to do so. Yeah. And teammates, best teammates you played with, obviously you've just mentioned Damo, Jesse. Yeah. Damo who... wasn't a good teammate. Um, <laughs> for anyone that's listening, he's a fake. Um... Damo Mutt is the nicest bloke I've ever <laughs> met. you think, mate. No, no, no I've, I, I've met him so many times and he's just so nice no, all the time. No, um, <laughs> no, no, he's obviously been, yeah, an incredible teammate. Um, Jesse and I, I think... Uh, very similar in terms of our personalities and um, down to earth sort of um, element. He, he's from a um, that element. Cameron Tovey and Brad Robbins early in my career were um, Toves was uh, Cameron Tovey, and for most normal pundits wouldn't really know him um, in that regard. But like when he was he was like a WA guy when there wasn't many Western Australians playing for the Wildcats. So when he came back, that was like a big thing. So I remember when he signed his first contract I was like oh this is this is actually a doable like this is not um rare you know yep. like this can be done so they gave you that sort of uh just like yeah it's like that you know if you see a kid like it's uh, you know people always say that but you know you, we are role models in that regard if if you don't have a genuine pathway like in those it's like what's happening with Tasmania jack jumpers right now like that success people are like oh okay that's really cool but if they start seeing people that went up their pathway they actually see that as a legitimate option so that's what I Absolutely. saw with toes and obviously Brad Robbins was a mentor of mine, um, best mate now. Um, so yeah, so those guys obviously we like again all of those guys that I just spoke about, like say with Jesse and and Damo, we um we grew up in the club, like you know where we first started, like our partners all knew each other and there was nothing to then when we all left, like everyone's got at least two kids, Jesse three, they're about to have their third, and Damo and Britt. So we done like everything from mid-season trips to Bali to going down south for, you know, if you've got a weekend off. You've been in the same stage of life as well Correct. as you're sort of going Correct. through. Correct, yeah. And so, yeah, you just do that. But, yeah, then obviously that back end, you've got Mitch Norton and Nick Kay and these guys. Um, yeah, but it's funny. Then obviously now we're no longer – you're still trying to have that, like, scope of, like, yeah, um, like – Bryce Cotton, you know, like a, like such a really genuine human being, and it's like they want to do something like, mate, I've got a son. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I like, I'm worried about hangovers and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, or um, I've done that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much as I'd love to. Um, yeah, I've got maybe two or three permission slips from my wife a year. And I've for sure. Use them You've got to use them very well. They've got to be well planned <laughs> yeah, out. So. Yeah, yeah. That elliptical has to be out ready to go <laughs> yeah, the next morning as well. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, championships in 2014, 16, 17 and 19. Yep, yep. Yep. And is there one that stands out out of all those? And like, I'd, I've been a... I was at the games for yep. every single one of those. Yeah. Um, it was mainly versus New Zealand for most yeah. of them. There was such a big stretch. And even uh, years that you came runner-up, it was versus New Zealand. Yeah. The last one stands out just because... Oh, Did you know going into that 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 was the last one for you? Yeah, I announced my retirement mid-year uh, or three quarters into the season. And I think that was the most challenging year, or by far. It was the most challenging year for a number of reasons. Um, and I was just saying this to... Um, my wife, when we were talking about it, like, hopefully, again, Jesse doesn't retire, but if he does, you know, it's, like, yeah, it's his choice, but, um, yeah, it, his last remaining moment would be 
uh, that game where they unfortunately get bundled yeah. into the finals. I like no, no chance to play for the playoffs. You know, Damo retired in a COVID-stricken year. We didn't even have an opportunity to play in the last game. And so I look at that and go, fuck. You like, did all right. You went out I literally on, the last, on top. On the court, like I had the basketball in my hand. Like, that's crazy. That doesn't happen. That's literally what everyone would love to write um, in, a, in a script, you know. So um, that, you know, for, for a number of reasons, again, um, was pretty special, um, and and again, you you would um, say this as well. It's like your, your greatest successes in life, or things that you uh, relish and look back on, um, are the ones that are the most challenging. Mm. Right? Like um, I'm sure the your clients that you've worked hard for, it's not someone that just like that's you know, an easy come one in comes in, and, in does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah of course. correct. And you're like, oh, fuck, like they literally look. At food and they're like, oh, they've got a six pack. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's you know, a lot of things, but it's the person that is like consistently just busting their ass and you know it's hard for them and they, and they have to motivate and then you're like, that's what you worked for that as well. So that year where it was like, I that's, I you know, lost the passion for the game in some sense, um, a lot of self-discovery, um, a lot of uh, things that I asked about myself um, yeah, was and, and ultimately made that decision to walk away from the game. Um, now I wasn't like, oh, I knew we were going to win a championship. That was far from it. But um, knowing that that it ended up being the ending was was definitely special. Yeah, and the some of those series there was so much travel because it's such a short yeah. period of time. And obviously, being a team from Perth, the actual distance, even for you know the the final series where you're versing Illawarra, yeah. uh, whatever. So and then New Zealand for yeah. so many of them. The, the travel must have just been absolutely horrendous. The only good thing about travel was freaking fly miles. Like, oh, I'm yeah, still, you'd be I'm still on world status. Yeah, uh, I can like, imagine. Yeah, I actually just wrote to Qantas because like, I haven't been able to fly for like um, 24 months. Please don't take away my status. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, travel um, was nuts. And it's funny, like early in the piece, like you used to love it, right? Like, oh, get on road, road trip, trip, let's yeah, go, yeah, yeah, coffee, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. Then you're going, and fuck this. Just, like, what's up on the iPad? Um, to then like, I remembered... You know, um, going if I had like a young guy, he'd be like, hey, where are we going for a coffee? Like, do you want to explore the city? I'm like, no, I've se- I've been in this city forty times. Like, there is not more any more I want to see. Um, travel's crazy, absolutely. I mean, we even like one year we played New Zealand, I think, in the final, and it was like we we played here on maybe a Friday or th- I can't remember. Flew to New Zealand in the morning, played on the Sunday, and then came back and played like two days later, and it wasn't. It, it was like a, it was something like a it was a was it a record for oh, a, a yeah. sport over days. Um, over it was days, a war of attrition more yeah. than I, I think it affected. Like we obviously were better talented, but they got done for. It was like more so in the end who was more conditioned because yeah. who got the better sleep on the plane, pretty much. Yeah, correct. Like who handled that the whole like um, that whole year in terms of coming. It wasn't and that was it the finest quality of basketball because yeah, it was just cooked. You know so. And same, well, I remember the very first year we won, we played Adelaide, same deal. We played maybe on a Wednesday, played there on a Friday and came back on the Sunday and played at like 12 o'clock um, in the day. And I was like, God, what a turnaround. But um, in saying that though, like um, at that point of the year, everyone's done. Like there's not one person that is, you know, like the last two months of training sessions uh, may have changed. But when I was there, it was like our sessions. You know, it was like, um, you know, going through scout, um, fine-tuning a few things and a lot of shooting. And that last, like, two, three weeks is, like, really weird because you're still trying to simulate what a proper game would be like, but then 
at the same time you're um, not wanting to hurt anyone. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You of don't course. want to get injured. And so people are sort of half-assing it. But Which then, is kind of when the stuff can go wrong correct. sometimes. And then a the coach is like, fucking finals. Like, switch on, be, you know, like proper. And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to get hurt. You know, so it's such a like, really fine balance. Um, which, yeah, and then as a guy that was – I was a bench guy. So training was, was for me was big because I'm not relying on getting 35 minutes to stay in good nick. Yeah. So, like, if there was, like, this, uh, a lower session, I'm on the side of the courts doing extra or, like, you know, doing a – you know, back in I would be, you know, in the gym, um, you know, on the grinder or all these sort of assault bikes. And so, like, you had to do extra to stay ready. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the travel is a, a, is a part of it. Um and in saying that, though, once, like, grand finals, it's just, uh, like, you might be sore, you know, but you... Um, you just got to get it done. You just got to yeah. keep that... Keep that, that, that. that um, yeah, once uh, it's rolling, like, you don't care what's happening. You know, like, you're, you're pumped. Like, you, you might be sore, but, yeah, it doesn't matter once that, like, game. It's funny, like, I was watching the Jack Jumpers and, and um, obviously incredible efforts by them, but, like, one, two guys were ill with the flu, and I, like, went... I like not. I'm not calling it out at all because each your own. But I remember one year in New Zealand, uh, we lost runners up. But I lost eight kgs on the week. Um, I had like a massive bout of gastro, and I remembered, you know, two days leading in, like once I got sick, they had to move all the everyone out, and I remember like going to a shoot around, and I was like, there is absolutely no way I'm going to be able to play. Like I was literally in the toilets, um, in the shoot around, and I remembered, and I couldn't sleep as well. Like it was, I was cooked. And uh, leading to game, and I messaged one of the guys. We had a guy that was, uh, we had a 12-man roster, and I said, mate, suit up because I think you're going to have to play. And then anyway, I had a little bit of, like, had an hour nap, and as I, like, went down, I was like, who am I kidding? Like, I'm not, I'm playing. Like, this is a grand final. This might not ever happen again. And so I literally just drug, like, Panadine for every every single drug you could. And I played and actually had, like, a good one. I think adrenaline just gets you so far. I was done for the next week after that. Like, I remember being on the plane and I, yeah, I remember, like, two weeks later I had, like, lost 11 kgs. It was wild, um, hey. But I was like... But it's getting up for the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, like, that was, opportunity right, doesn't absolutely. come very yeah, often. Absolutely. And by the sounds of it, it's whenever you've been given an opportunity, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. when you go, fuck it, you got to get oh, into that. Absolutely. Like, so, um, yeah, you, you, you just forget about how you're feeling at that time and, yeah, for what you want to achieve. So for the Wildcats, what what point... You're, you're a very good role player, right? Mm. You came coming off the bench for a lot of your uh, career. Um, what yep. Was there a point that you went, all right, that is what I'm going to be? Like, was there, was there a moment that that sort of clicked over for you or was there an opportunity or a team that particularly made you um, into that role? Yeah, like as I said, like a development player year, I started opportunities and, and whatnot. Um, it sort of was like a pretty – once I got my contract and I wasn't getting many minutes, I remember even like um, my very first game – oh, sorry, like I was really going to play once I got my full rostered spot. And I actually had like um, – yeah, like a breakout game. We lost, but I had like 10 points um, in a half. And um, I remember like the next – day or we're at, um, there like you know Lockie Reed's there and all the new and so I was like front and center and everyone's like because no one really knew who I was like from um from majority of fans like most of Perth Wildcat fans don't in the off season watch all the other leagues so they didn't really know who I was yeah. and even when I signed I was like the last man signed um so I then like kept getting minutes to the back end where I was like um 
all good. And then the following season, I started as like, yeah, the sixth, seventh man um, to the end of point of um, starting um, because, yeah, that player, Cameron Toby, ended up getting hurt. Um, and so I signed like my biggest contract three years and uh, financially biggest and was like uh, that year boomers selection and I was like okay I'm rolling here like this is really good and everything was going really good um, and then Trevor Gleeson um, came in like uh, Rob Beveridge left off his own accord or sort of a mutual understanding they'll separate and then Trev came in and literally like I was like okay we'll see how it goes and Trev was like we're changing the way uh, the Wildcats are going to play like you're not going to start and I was like ah oh. Okay, that's a bit weird, but we ended up winning a championship. I was behind James Ennis, ugly. Yeah, I'd say you know if he obviously played here as long as Bryce did, would have been putting up some pretty um, astounding. It numbers. was unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I remember his first game. I'm pretty sure we lost the first game that was at home when when he nah, first started. We started nine and and oh, but we, like preseason he played preseason. And, yeah, we got the, smoked. I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was a preseason. Yeah. We came and watched yeah. the preseason yeah, game, yeah, yeah, and correct. we went, "Oh, who's yeah. this guy?" Yeah. And uh, we got, like you said, got spanked. I remember it was, yeah, it was yeah. an absolute washout. Yeah. But he was doing these dunks oh. and these, and we went, that was the best game oh, ever. Oh, we got, this has got to be and a that great year. I never yeah. like um, the athleticism that, um, yeah, like no one had ever seen that ever. Oh, until, sorry, like until the James Crawford days. And, and I, you know, I couldn't be like, oh, I should be starting over this guy. He'd been drafted by Atlanta Hawks. Like, yeah, it was, um, it was cool. Um, he was, like to be, and it, it made me a better player. I had to match up on him every day. So, of course. Um, like, it was good. And, and I still had my mo like that that year. I think, like, I mean, I got votes um, in the grand final MVP. Um, like, yeah, like he got in foul trouble. I played like massive minutes. And so things just went like was really good. Um, and then, yeah, the, the next season we had that. That's when I suffered my first like significant injury. Like, I was. Up until that point, I'd never missed a game for injury. I think I was like, um, yeah, at that time. And it was sort of weird. I remember like the NBL put in, uh, like put up a tweet and it was like, yeah, Greg Hyers played 142 ga- consecutive games. Like it's the highest streak. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I've never actually had any injuries like really significantly in life. And then next next week, um, the first game of the season, whatever, we lost. DeAndre Daniels was the import then, and um, and it was funny because I had a really good game, and I they had signed DeAndre, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start over him by the end of the year. Like um, I was like, don't like yeah, I'm better than him, and so I played really well, got MVP of that game, and came to training was smashing training, and I'm like, things are good here, um, and then pinged my cuff, and so. That was just like a brutal year, never came back properly. And then from that, you kind of had ongoing calf stuff. Yeah, correct, there. yeah, for that year. And then like over years, but then roles sort of changed and then we had like a bad year. And again, and then towards that back end, I was like, I'm just going to be a role player. Um, and that energy guy, and I sort of became accustomed to it. Like I, I knew Trev um, was always going to sign an import in that spot and he was more than happy. Like he knew what he was going to get. And that was part of the reason why I retired. I was like... Um, I was still playing, like training, like the house down, and 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 training really well, and having good games. But then, the way Trez' philosophy is, it's the best players playing at the right time. Um, it wasn't like what your body of work is at the week. Like he, like yeah, he would trust you, but realistically, it came game time, um, and you can't criticize that because it was pretty it successful, yeah. right? So, but so like there would be games where I'd have this you know, awesome week training and and feel all like. 
all the confidence in the world about getting in. And then Tariko White or whoever, um, say Tariko would hit a like I'd be about like say because you'd always he'd be on a time rotation, so say like the five or six minute mark. And so if Tariko hadn't had an impact, I was coming in, and like. Trev would look down and then time and then say, as he's about to call a sub, and there would be many of times it actually did happen too, he'd go, Greg, go in, and then Tariko would hit a three. And then Sit I'm down. yeah, or and then I'm like, okay, and then he'd hit another shot, and then I'd look at Trev, and Trev's like, yeah, sit down. And then you would sit for like until... And so it's not like the NBA where it's 48 minutes and all that sort of stuff, and so you can play 30 minutes, that system. So you... And then if you look at that, you've only got 10 minutes, you know. Yeah. And so I got to that point where I was like, I'm putting more into the game, know what I'm giving, but I'm content. Like I've got the championships and and, um, and I know from myself, you know, like that's the system and I wasn't going to leave. Uh, and that comes with a maturity thing, I'm sure, and yeah, as you absolutely. sort of build the team, yeah, and, the team, and, doesn't and it? Absolutely. And, that, and that's where I got to a point where and even like life and balance, I got to that point where I was like, I don't have to worry about what I'm eating, you know, like um, to a certain point, you know, like I can enjoy Cab Sav on the, during the week, like, you know, early in the year, I, like I wouldn't drink at all, you know, like to make sure. So that helped me obviously from a, a, a well-being sense, like you just have balance in life. And um, But I think it's important early in your career to sort of um, maybe compensate that and, and go over the top so you can. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And don't look back and go, oh, I, I always, I, I walk away from the game going like, yeah, I, I did everything I could have um, and showed what I could do. Um, at some point, when I took, I took advantage of the opportunities, but at some point too, there's some things just in for you. Why? You got to accept that. Yeah, for sure. And your relationship with Trevor Gleeson mm. and uh, how was he as a coach to you? Yeah, no, nah, he was. Um, it's funny when you look at coaches and and all that. Uh, me and Trevor, yeah, got a great relationship. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's from a real old school. Uh, mentality in terms of yeah even that sort of that footy um, standards like he gets his guys playing hard um, respect um, very respectful in that way um, it's funny I, I admire the, the person he is but I think that the most that and, and I'm sure this is what he learned later on in his career and I think if he had one thing he'd look back on was him being vulnerable in that regard it was only up, up until his point where he shared uh, his wife Dawn and her journey with breast cancer where he like really opened up and sort of you saw the human side up to a point he was very guarded um, and didn't really allow people to see that sort of side to him um, and then my last year we did an exercise uh, that I drove in terms of asking people you know what their why was their purpose and he shared that again um, and so it's one of those situations again um, that I think um, as men we, we we generally don't like to do that um, for a number of reasons and for him to do that. So it's funny. I think Trev, since I've retired and, and we've moved, like our relationship grew um, away from that, especially it's tough when you're, you are in professional sports because as much as I'm like, mate, I want to be playing more or having those conversations and, and whatnot, um, he's got a job. Um, so he he ultimately said he makes the right decision. Uh, so the best decision that he believes, and even if I don't think it's right, and that doesn't make him a bad person, you know. Like yeah. you've got to remove the the business away from it as well. So yeah, no, he was um yeah obviously pretty really uh, influential. But it's sort of funny. It's like you know when I got done, it was like literally I finished up, and then it was like um, me, him, Damo, and our our partners were um, over at his house. Um, smashing a few bottles. We would have gone for like eight bottles of red. It was flowing. Uh, yeah, and then it was like, you sort of go, I wish 
that this happened a lot earlier. Um, but I guess it's also like the natural progression of things as well, yeah, you know, when it's, um, you know, you, you guys have to go on that journey yeah, with each other to absolutely. get to that point as well. Sure, it's, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, and hardest opponents, if there's someone that you just like, I just don't like playing Yeah, no, it's funny. Like, it's the, the, the hard, I get uh, this asked a lot. Obviously, Jimmy that year was, was brutal, but um, the guy that I uh, hated to play against was Tory Craig um, because I felt like he was... Um, He's in the NBA now, right? Yeah, playing yeah. for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, he wasn't really used like what the best way that I believe he should have been like in some of his spots. But he reminded, if obviously I'm not naturally athletically gifted, but he um, he worked his ringer off. And so, and that's what I knew I would be successful in. So he reminded me of me just a lot better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, um, but he would crash the boards or he'd be always moving. And I was like, I know when I play someone, they hate that. So, Oh, yeah, he was always doing that. So could shoot, could drive, but rebounding. So it's one of those guys. Um, so him was easily. Like, I would, I would look at and go, yeah, he was. Um, he was a bit of a beast. He was the one. Yeah, right. And uh, twenty nineteen grand final. That was the the pinnacle of it. You reckon? And I imagine the or, or your favorite championship. I should say. Sorry. So I imagine the party from that was pretty pretty good fun. What were who were like the best on ground? <sighs> man, that was always. That? I, mate, I hold. Um, Ask anyone. Uh, I'm definitely MVP. Uh, I, uh, yeah, of, I can see that. Well, of, we um, we came to the um, you know how they do like the cup reveal thing, whatever the next day. Yeah, we came in the 2019 one. Oh. Holy fuck! You did not um, look. Good. The sunnies were down. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I like what I took pride in. I was never going to be MVP of Grand Final Series, so I was always like MVP of Mad Mondays, yeah. um, yep. where it counts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Like. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you're gonna um, put so much hard work in, that's where you're like you're allowed to um, just cut loose. Exactly. I always like I always felt like with Wildcats balls um, as well because that's like a, a night. Um, I was like, one year I felt like I'd get a tap on the shoulder and they'd say, "Greg, you're not going to be offered a contract." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Okay," and that guy, it's because of your behaviour and antics at the Wildcats <laughs> ball, and I'd say. I accept yeah, that. Yeah. Like, um, and so, yeah, no, nah, it, it's funny, like, and funny how things, I remember one year, so our very first championship that we ever won, they sent us to Bali um, to celebrate because our biggest partner was Healthway, Alcohol Think Again, and so they're like, we can't afford you guys to be seen out in public. Of course. Um, it's a bad look, though. Public <laughs> alcohol consumption on the front page of the newspaper. So we're like, yeah, okay. And they ended up paying for everything. So Sweet. the club put us up. I had to organise everything. Um, so they put us up and they like, choose whatever accommodation. And it was like, mate, you like get a catalogue of where you want to look at and there's no budget. And so we stayed in um, Uluwatu in this like eight bedroom mansion. Like Unreal. it was stupid, like <laughs> um, ridiculous. And it was good. just the boys? Just the guys. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the guys like Tom Jervis, Sean Reddish, their partners were livid. They're like, yeah, you, like we want to do something as well. So some of them only came for like a night, and I was like, there is no chance my <laughs> wife is coming on this trip. Like, yeah. no, like, and so three days, and they, it's it was hilarious. Like I remember we flew in on like the only public holiday in Bali has, so everything was shut. So I was like calling, you know, obviously been a bar. I was like calling up all these people, like, can you bring us scooters? Like, and all the water is not easy to get to. 
So I'm like, man, like, and so it was weird. Anyway, and it was like perfect. Like they, you'd go to any bar or like the W, and there was no but. You're like, all right, whoever wants drinks, you know, potato head, and just go. Yeah, and it was nuts. And you just, you, I felt like that's what the NBA was. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was like, there was never one time you I didn't was have like, to worry about anything. Yeah, just go. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we would go back to the villa or the sorry that the, the um, mansion, and they put on like you know, they had. To, Suckling pig, like seafood. Yeah, I was like, man, this is good. So anyway, you made like, up for that eight grand that you were getting paid oh, as a TP. And <laughs> so it was unreal, and yeah, it was like crazy and insane. That it was stupid that they sent us to Bali because I was like, oh, we were yeah. way more irresponsible Big than time. what we were. Um, and what you don't, you don't think that someone in Bali can't take a photo of us? Correct, <laughs> absolutely. Like that was it. Like I remember being like. Um, yeah, what, like at the top of a bar, like uh, sorry, like the rooftop with like four of the guys, and I, like as you do, five blokes who are above six foot six, six foot seven, shirts off. And I remember like going like as I was going home, I was like, that, that photo is not going to look good. Like <laughs> if, that, if that gets out, like how am I going to explain that? Like yeah, that's not that's a tricky one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, but it was, and then so that spread like wildfire around the league. They're like, man, like. You guys went to Bali and they're like, yeah. So then we had signed Nate, big Nate Jaiwai, um, the next year and everyone's like, man, you win, you're going to Bali. And <laughs> it didn't happen. Oh. They put on, like, we, um, and it was the reason so, why he's made the trip mate, over. So we went Bali, then there, and then in the end, we were like, we had Mad, Mad Mondays on like a fishing trawler, which was like awesome because it's like, yeah, whatever. To then we, like, the last few years, we won on a super yacht, uh, like they we celebrated on a super yacht. But I was like, I loved it, but I was like, this nah. isn't Bali. <laughs> no, not even that. It's not Mad Mondays is for like, um, the worst of your antics. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be on a super yacht worrying about dropping an oyster. Yeah, like I want to be jumping off a roof. Yes, you know what I yes, mean? Yes, like, yes, yeah. I want to. Yeah, like... No repercussions. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, want someone to be like, oh, hey, here's, like, some water because, you know, you're pretty drunk. Like, no, like, I want... I'm just going. Just leave me I want sangria, my head in a bucket sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, anyway, and it's good. But then our last year we won, it was, like, hilarious. Like, so we won in Melbourne, and which was really cool. Um, and that was actually, like, the last year. Matt Nielsen was, was huge. Like, I remember our first year would be out and with the fans, which is really cool, no doubt. But we never had the moment to share it with the team. So, like, our last few years, like, we literally, for an hour, was just a team. And, and then we would bring in our family for, like, 30 minutes, which was really cool. But when we were in Melbourne, obviously, we're out in the court. Um, There's only a real select, like, you know, there was only 100 uh, Wildcat fans, but just it was, like, our family. And then we went into a room. It was, like, just the boys, and you couldn't do anything. And um, we ended up just going, like, back to – because we obviously flew back that night. Um, so we're in the lounge. And so, like, you know, a full team. I, n- no one had taken off their, like, uniforms. Like, it was Still just, sweaty and, yeah. yeah. And um, I still – I was playing with a bung shoulder, so I had strapping on. And I was like, this is the best. Like, how cool is this? And anyway, we ran out of alcohol on the plane. Like, they literally were like, no more alcohol. <laughs> and so we were, like, done. And then um, – Anyway, we're like, where are we going? And so they're like... Straight to Bali. <laughs> so we ended up at a cricket club. And 
was one of the worst nights of my life. Really? It was oh, stinking joking. hot, no oh. air con. And we get a photo and it was from the office, like the front office, and they were in like crown towers. Oh, like, and I was like, how is this fair? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm in a cricket club <laughs> <laughs> on my last like sort of thing. But I mean, yeah, again, I, I made up for it later on. <laughs> I sent you this when I found it, right? This was like back in the day, right? This poster, I sent it to you. Look at this place. I see some So they used to give these out right at like the game. It was like, oh yeah, after it was like a player signing thing, right? You can go get all the play mm-hmm. signatures. Notice the only person that signed my poster. You're welcome. Yeah. Where, where, where were you? I did. Yeah, I've got. I've got no. It, it would have been like one of the on the court ones. I don't know. But anyway, obviously that Damian Martin and you know yeah, Sean Reggie line said was massive. You loved him, but, so. he, but that's the thing. <laughs> He's a fraud, mate. But good, good bloke, Greg Hyde. Just making sure I signed. So. And I and I'm big into cards, right? And they've just done these fucking forty these uh these Wildcats cards the for the forty years, right? Do you have mine? Yeah, I've got yours. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, have a look. Have a look. That's your card. So I'm anyway. glad they actually did it like when they do Do you know this? how much those are? They're ten dollars a pack. Ten dollars a pack. The the proper cards that I collect are less than ten dollars a pack and they're actually like worth a whole heap. So oh, I love that they said it was considered a game changer. <laughs> So anyway, uh, just to make it worth a little bit more, can you oh. just sign that one? And the most important part of um, getting signatures on cards is you have to number them. So just make it a one of one. Oh, that would be good. Okay. Yep. So there's the. I, I assume this is the only one you've seen. It actually is. So this is the only so one that will have you. The front? Yeah, the front. Yep. Okay. So that'd be the only one, and then just one of one. On the back or the front? Oh, mate, anything, anything. I'm actually disappointed. I don't even have one of these. I'll go one. Yeah, I'll go. One. Oh, mate, I've got plenty. I've got. I've got about five great cars. You do I'll, love cards. I'll, I'll, I'll trade. I'll trade you some. <laughs> All right, and then I'm probably not going to be able to get brass cotton on here. So if you can do a brass cotton signature and a Ricky Grace as well, that would also be good. Just do them you one of get one. Bryce. Just do, just do a one of one. No, oh, I don't. Well, I was. Sign I was Bryce. bowing to him. I was on the floor bowing to him at that MVP night. So I think he's a little bit scared off by me. <laughs> mate, there's... Worst been done to him. You're all right in that regard. How good. Beautiful. How good's that? Oh, my God. Excellent. That's great. That's I wish they were, like, holographic, though. They were, uh, there's a James Ennis holographic one. One in 50 packs. Got Is that it? one. Yeah, got that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and since retiring from basketball, like we were talking about before, yeah. you've started a men's mental health charity, a stitch in time. Yep. Um, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, and not, how, not, how you not just that. not men. Uh, everything. Yeah, yeah really. Like, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's something I, when I tore my calf muscle, obviously wanted to put a little bit of energy into something else away from the court. Um, and so had some pretty, um, yeah, some, some challenges myself, but a lot of people, uh, some really close people of mine that were struggling a little bit. And so I wanted to just become a bit more immersed and, and um, give a bit back. Walkers do a tremendous job, obviously, in the community. And so I wanted to do a bit more, though, like it, not just going out to clinics and, and wanted to be a bit hands-on. And so... Became an ambassador for mental health organisation and then that just sort of significantly grew over time, um, not just becoming an advocate, becoming an educator or a facilitator. So, yeah, launched a foundation called A Stitch in Time uh, back in 2014. And so since retiring, it's obviously, um, yeah, it's not my full-time job. I'd love it to be, but, um, yeah, run a lot of presentations in schools and um, sporting clubs and organisations, just um, facilitating discussions um workshops around mental health and what can be done from a self-care standpoint obviously it's really prevalent um, in our lives and in our, in our communities 
you know, statistics will show and, and more than likely um, just because we know that people were affected um, or impacted directly or and non-directly um, through mental health conditions. So it's obviously um, conversation around mental health are becoming more and more common and, and we're normalizing normalizing conversation around mental health which is which is tremendous but i think there's st- still such a long way to go from a from a stigma standpoint um an education standpoint and obviously then a support standpoint as well so hopefully it's um you know as I always try and say the more and more that um can be done in that space um obviously a no-brainer and something i'm, I'm passionate about share my own experiences share other people's and give them the platform and um, I've been very privileged in life, been very fortunate. Um, so if I can always give back in any regard, whether that's mental health or any um, sector or, or topic, then I always yeah feel feel um, not obliged but want to. Absolutely, yeah. And you started it with Brad Robin. Brad yeah, Robin's. Robbo's. Uh, I, I launched it off the back of, yeah, like uh, his When did challenges. you actually launch it? What year? 2014, so yep. we're still playing. Um, and it, it started literally... Um, I just auctioned off game-worn shoes um, and then that money was going to go uh, to an organisation and that just grew, like, was doing a lot lot more and now, um, yeah, we're partnering with schools, clubs, um, yeah, got a couple of really exciting things, you know, like, I don't know, last year I was able to, like, part, or this year, earlier this year, sorry, partner of Taj Borough and, and their comp and just had going down to those events and bringing mental health into a, into a discussion piece and, um you know, what we've seen in the last year, few years, obviously with COVID's really, I, I think, highlighted the the, um, the importance of connection and, and the importance of self-care and, and managing yourself. Um, so, you know, where there's a negative, hopefully there's a positive and, and that's showing that um, we really need to prioritise um, mental health. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that is, it's not... There's obviously, um, it's not a cookie-cutter approach, there's me- different methods, no doubt about that. But I think it, what's important is just giving people valuable tools. Um, one barrier is always financially, you know, like in terms of seeing a psychologist or seeking treatment from a psychiatrist, whatever it may be. But a lot can be done from the importance of exercise. Um, you know, it's one of the things I talk about, you know, self-care and, and the pillars of, of self-care is um, the importance of exercise, you know, release of endorphins. Not only is exercise, but you're doing it in a group setting, and 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 that, which is, in essence, really really basic. Um, but what we tend to forget about um, other basic things, right? Like we want to see what's what's hot, what's flash, what's new, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and I think sometimes you really need to go back, not only in mental health but in life, and just realize that the basics are important. Um, yeah, because they work. It's a, it's a pretty simple thing. Absolutely. And I came to the event uh, yeah. last year. Beck sang at it. You're, yeah, um, she's incredible, isn't she? Yeah. And uh, you, you, your ball that you put yeah. on it uh, was at Crown last year. And it was one of the best events, honestly, I've ever been to. I've never, I've never cried and then laughed and had yeah. such a good time with all the people that were there because the, the speakers that you had, yourself, Brad Robbins, um, Dr. Um, yeah, Dr. Um, Cameron Tovey, yep. and then Anne Richards, our and patron. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, some of the best stories and, you know, just journeys and, yeah. and them sharing that. It was like, you know, oh, my goodness, hit hit you right in the feels big time and just sort of showed you what, um, you know, what an impact that, you know, yeah, you guys are trying yeah. to have. It's funny, man. Like, I mean, I ran lots of people that, you know, the, the night itself is unique, right? Like, we're... Waiters on the night are your, your celebrities or also people, yeah. also I was a bit stiff not to get the celeb bar shout <laughs> the, the, the celeb call out I'm there I'm there sitting like a fucking idiot while while Luke's coming no nah, no one know who I am um, anyway so nah, I've done it <laughs> but um you know so to have you know like 
uh, Luke Shuey and and those guys like Luke Jackson. Um, yeah, to, to serve is pretty cool, and I think that's that's a really special thing. You know, when I um, started this dinner, I think 2016 was the first year I ran it. Um, you know, it was back of like 12 weeks. I was just like, yep, yeah, run this event, bang, 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 bang. And um, really successful and obviously to raise money. And, and now it's grown. Like obviously the aim is to raise as much money as we can, but it's not something that we like purely focus on. Like we don't go, oh, hey, there's this raffle. By the way, there's this, this and this. Like for me, the value um, of a night like that is that, you know, yeah, you, you've got a range of emotions from, from happiness to, to sadness. Um, but that's what mental health is, right? Like, um, and, and I hope that people speak about it months on and how enjoyable it is, but they learned a very valuable lesson. And it's like, you know, from that dinner, we've, you know, there's been a, a weekly um, cycling group that started up and, and seeing... I've seen you going for your rides yeah, you're on welcome. your Lycra. Story. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that that you... And then you, you hear stories from that of how invaluable that, little things like that, and you sort of go far out, like how cool is this? That that night um, was a culmination of, of, of things like that. But no doubt there's obviously a, a level of um, rawness that comes out. Um, the celebrities are getting involved. It's awesome, you know, like you know, from, you know, Luke Shuey's actually like a really really good mate of mine in that start. Like, I mean, as a guy, even as an athlete, you sort of had have admiration for other athletes, but how genuine they are and how invested they get in. You know, they, from where it started the first year where they, no one really knew what they were doing. Like I was like, this could be an absolute disaster to now people sort of have a little, like they like they get excited. You know, they ask me, oh, mate, can I be involved like next year? And to have like, you know, the calibre of some of those individuals or all of those individuals, sorry. Um, yeah, so willing like, I don't pay him, you know. Like, I guess yeah. it just speaks about the 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 message and Absolutely. everything that you yeah. are putting correct. out. People, correct. people want. I want to. Yeah. I want to get in on that. Yeah, and do my correct. Bit for so, it, so it's a good night. Um, yeah, for anyone that is keen to stay tuned in that regard. Um, but it is. It's awesome. It's such a lot of fun. It's so much time organising. It was ten, out, oh, it was 10 it was out of good. ten. Yeah, the, nice. It was such a great event. And what's the uh, what's the aim? What's the what's the next step that you're trying to take uh, yeah, a stitch in time? I mean, for me, I mean, as I said, I, I mean, I'd love to be doing it full time and focusing on it. Not sure from a standpoint. I, it, I get so emotionally involved. Like even when I run a presentation, I'm cooked just like I'm in a basketball game because I'm so heavily invested in that. Yeah, yeah. and and the stories that I connect with for people's lives. Like you know, I might I might get messages, you know, at one o'clock in the morning of someone that um, might have suicidal ideations, unfortunately. And so that's heavy. Yeah, yeah. you've got to you know um, accept that 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 comes with that responsibility, I guess. Um, And so you're triaging and, and and providing the necessary support services. But for me. You know, what I'd love to do, uh, I have a huge passion seeing it in sports. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff done in schools. Um, but I sort of think you, it gets diluted when you're at school. I think of when I was a student, like if I had a relief teacher or someone coming in, I'm like, sick, this is a, um, a day off, you know. Yeah, so absolutely. I sort of want to, um, you know, in school, you know, kids these days are receiving in ridiculous amounts of data, you know, like because not only are they getting textbook information, but they're on social media and they're consuming that amount of data. So that's where I see sport as a really good vehicle for this sort of space. Um, people can understand um, when things aren't going well and giving them a base knowledge or understanding of how they can really, yeah, not only help themselves but help help others. So 
what I'd love to sort of start seeing is is clubs being proactive, just like you know when clubs are doing uh, first aid, they start getting this this understanding and just being, um, yeah, a little bit more proactive in that space of going, hey, we want to um, upskill our volunteers and how they can recognise signs and symptoms, but then as well as give their members or you know their players or whoever it may be involved um the necessary tools and how they can manage their well-being a little bit better yeah for sure and the next event have you got a date for it yeah so november um, 19th again we'll we'll basically lock in a venue pretty soon um which will be exciting um so yeah we'll we'll, november 19th is, is locked away for sure we always try and do that um and yeah, it'll be fun. And to hear more about the workshops and, and everything else that's yeah, uh, going on. Yeah, hit us up, obviously, like through all the social media streams, um, Stitch in Time um, or stitchintime.org.au for webpage or me, it's pretty easy. Go back to my normal name, Greg for Hire. Easy. Um, <laughs> as easy as you can get. <laughs> oh, mate, thank you very, very my much for pleasure, uh, coming on down and doing it. Just, it says so much about your character, everything that you're doing uh, with, uh, with the Stitch and Time and everything, and I uh, can't wait to be at the next bowl and uh, appreciate you coming down. And, Sounds good, mate. Um, yeah. Legend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. brother. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 